to the house and may be ruled upon. All members who locked in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute it when requested to speak. This is because these microphones are very sensitive and will pick up any noise which may disturb the attention of other members shall be considered to be present and may be ruled by all members only unmute who lock in. Members may also make sure the icons on the bar of the Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, Mr. Frolic, Honorable Members of Parliament, Cabinet colleagues, our Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Budimana Mela, the Honorable Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, Mr. Philip Apulane, uh, our Director General, Dr. Philip Joaha, officials of the department, uh, chairpersons and CEOs of our entities, worker and student leadership invited guests, ladies and gentlemen and comrades. Allow me to start by paying tribute to our stalwart who has just departed, Ubabu Andrew Lange. We want, I want to say in his memory and honor, we are duty bound to drive science and innovation as one of the key platforms to tackle the triple challenges of unemployment, inequality, and poverty. This budget vote takes place as South Africa, together with the rest of the world, is struggling with COVID-19. The pandemic has altered society and negatively impacted on economic activity globally. The mandate of our department is to provide an enabling environment for the national system of innovation to deliver solutions that address the socio-economic needs of our country. Today, as a result of investments made in key research and innovation areas across the national system of innovation, South Africa is harvesting the benefits albeit from a small but effective science system. The Department of Science and Innovation, DSI, has been mobilizing across the national system of innovation, especially amongst its entities and entities of sister departments, specific initiatives that are currently being fast-tracked to support government's response to the COVID-19 crisis. These initiatives, Chair, include the following. Deploying DSI-funded infrastructure to expand testing capacity for COVID-19, biomanufacturing, 
molecular biology enzyme reagents and testing kits, development of personal protective equipment, supporting good hygiene practice, coordinating efforts for a local COVID-19 vaccine manufacturing plant, technical support for the National Ventilator Project, of which our entity, the Center for Scientific and Industrial Research, was contracted to manufacture 2,000 non-invasive ventilators. This is our own innovation, and we are very proud of this. Also, we are intervening in epidemiological modeling of the pandemic and its character in South Africa, and also informing how the country should respond through data analytics and conducting a survey to determine attitudes and understanding of the virus by our citizens. The solutions being harnessed now, Honorable Chair and members, in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic, are a clear indication that South Africa actually has the research and innovation capacity to solve some of the challenges facing society today into the future. With additional resources and effective public and private partnerships, we can indeed go very far. Honorable Chair and honorable members, our science, technology, and innovation missions and priority areas for the next 10 years will be detailed in a decadal plan to be finalized and approved later during this financial year. The overarching goal of the decadal plan is to increase the contribution of the national system of innovation to the achievement of South Africa's national objectives. The 2019 white paper is adopted by cabinet on science, technology, and innovation, which will be implemented through this decadal plan 2020-2030 is the principal policy guiding our national system of innovation. Another critical aspect is the higher education, science, technology, and innovation institutional landscape review, which is currently being conducted to determine the future direction and infrastructure requirements for post-school in the country's post-school education and science and technology innovation landscape. To drive the white paper agenda, I am pleased to say that I will be establishing a standing ministerial structure on science, technology, and innovation, which I will be chairing as the minister. The structure will comprise the ministers of what we regard as science and technology intensive departments, cluster chairs, national treasury, and the Department of Performance Monitoring and Evaluation. Honorable Chair and members, our Department of Science and Innovation is currently engaging with the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies, CENTEC, and the South African National Space Agency about the local manufacturing of communication satellites to ensure, amongst other things, affordable broadband access for marginalized communities e-education, e-medicine, and also government network connectivity services.
The local manufacturing of a communication satellite will also give the country much needed data and information sovereignty and bolster South Africa's role in the implementation of the SADC industrialization strategy. Honorable Chair and members, to develop our own capacity is important in fighting what one may call data imperialism, which sometimes can arise even within our own country, but especially in the context of more economically powerful countries. We've also used our space science and earth observation decision support tool for the Department of Human Settlements to enable their planning and the monitoring and evaluation of COVID-19 interventions. As well as using our space science and earth observation to support the Department of Small Business Developments mapping of all SPAZA shops in the country for the government's SPAZA support programs. We are hard at work also to ensure that we fully participate in the establishment of a Platinum Valley economic industrial project, which will cover the Johannesburg to Devon corridor, the OR Tambo International Airport, right through to King Shaga Airport in Devon. This special economic zone will contribute enormously to energy security in the automotive materials handling, mining and electrification industries, whilst also contributing to the beneficiation of platinum group metals. Through strategic public, public and private partnership, our manufacturing company, BioVec, continues to build its local manufacturing capabilities. Local manufacturing of, of vaccines will ensure security of supply for the expanded program on immunization. BioVet's progress in building manufacturing capabilities has also attracted interest as a possible location for the regional manufacturing of a potential COVID-19 vaccine. I'm very pleased also to say that the president has assigned the CSIR and myself as a minister to lead the project of increasing local manufacturing of a vaccine against COVID-19 when it is found. Through hydro Hydrogen South Africa, seven hydrogen fuel cell systems are ready to roll out. This system will be used to provide power to hospitals and medical facilities, as well as support the departments of public works and defense, especially to support COVID-19 patients. Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, our technology stations program continues to be one of the main platforms for providing technological support to firms, especially to small and medium enterprises. During the 2019-2020 financial year, the 18 technology stations in our country, hosted by 13 universities of technology, provided technical support to 2,162 SMMEs and potential entrepreneurs, of which 1,055 were women-owned. I also do want to inform the House that I am going to be expanding these technology stations 
to the TVET colleges as well. Our department also provides training to indigenous knowledge practitioners and bio-entrepreneurs for employment preservation and creation. And this is benefiting more than 70 entities with a focus on rural cooperatives, women and youth-owned entities. I'm also pleased to say, Chair, that as a country and a department, we can be proud that after weeks of video conferencing and engagements with the World Health Organization and partners, we now have a traditional remedy panel. This will come in handy in guiding the development of the much-needed protocols. Our very own Professor Matsabisa is the chair of this panel. What this means is that our investments in indigenous knowledge systems are showing some returns. As a country, we have also completed the ratification of the convention that will establish the square kilometer array, which will be responsible for governance of the construction and operational phases of the SKA project. I wish to thank Parliament for its part in ensuring the speedy ratification of the convention. Close to 700 million euros worth of contracts for the construction of the SKA will start to be awarded soon. And the fastest supercomputers also will be needed to process the unprecedented amount of data. And we need 600 petabytes, which is an equivalent of half a million laptops worth of data expected to be stored and distributed to the global science community. There are many other projects which, because of time, I'm unable to mention, but are in my speech that I will release, which are part of the SKA project. To extend its research reach, the Meerkat is to be expanded by 20 dishes at a cost of 800 million rands. The benefits of hosting these telescopes include a 75% local, local content component, direct investment of more than 300, and 300 million rand, sorry, in the Northern Cape alone, the development of technical skills and big data capabilities. Let me also announce here, Chair and Honorable Members, that the South African Astronomical Observatory based in Cape Town will be celebrating its bicentenary in October 2020, coinciding with its official unveiling as a declared national heritage site. And I also wish to say that our department will be paying particular attention to expanding our national system of innovation to include social and community-based innovation systems that can draw on the creative potential of all our people. Progress has also been made in establishing the Small Business Innovation Fund. The injection of one billion rand into small business and innovation space to de-risk the early stages of business and technology development will make these small businesses more attractive. We are also working with the mining industry in partnership, and we've got one of the largest public-private research partnership with our department, which is very important in supporting the mining industry. 
through technology innovation agency, we've partnered with Grain South Africa, the oil and protein seeds, and so on as part of our support. Lastly, Chair, we are also going to be establishing, together with the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies, the World Economic Forum on the second, fourth industrial revolution affiliate center. Through this, amongst other things, we seek to promote inter-African innovation, which will advance also intra-African trade. Which brings me then to tabling our budget appropriation, which will include technology innovation at 1.4 billion, R&D support at 3.9 billion, and the rest is outlined there. In conclusion, I wish to thank our president, the deputy president, our cabinet colleague, our deputy minister for the support, as well as my dear wife, who I find myself kindly with her all the time during these difficult days for all the support also that, that she gives me, as well as our DG, Dr. Mjwaka, our entire executive management, boards and executives of our entities. With those words, once more, Chair, I say, it's so good to see all of you safe and sound and keep on keeping safe. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Honorable Minister, and thank you for those kind words to the members. The next speaker is Honorable Mkachwa. May I proceed, Chair? Please proceed. Honorable Chairperson of the House, honorable members, but most importantly, members of the National System of Innovation and citizens of South Africa watching at home, Dimacheron. Let me begin by sending well wishes to the people of South Africa during this extremely difficult period of the COVID-19 global pandemic. To those that are anxious, to those that have successfully recovered from this deadly disease, we thank the source of energy that is beyond us. To those that have lost their loved ones, we say, This month, during which we acknowledge the life of former President Nelson Mandela, we are reminded that the fundamental concern for others in our individual and community lives would go a long way in making the world the better place we so passionately dreamt of. Witnessing pockets of South Africans across the country lending hand to one another, we are reminded by Madiba as the leaders of society to reinstill in the consciousness of our people that sense of human solidarity, of being in the world for one another and because of and through others. Honorable members, the ANC's policy on science and technology is derived from our 1992 Ready to Govern policy guidelines, where we declared that our goal is to make sure that science and technology are used to improve the lives of South Africans and that scientific research must improve the daily lives of our people. And most importantly, it must be used to build manufacturing industries and reduce our heavy reliance on imports. This policy direction was reaffirmed by the 54th Conference Resolution on proving science, technology, and innovation to accelerate service delivery at both the provincial and local government spheres. This budget adjustment has not affected the department's mandate of coordinating an efficient national system of innovation that will help the country to achieve its national development priorities by promoting change through innovation, 
enabling all South Africans to enjoy the economic, social, political, and intellectual benefits of science, technology, and innovation. We all know these adjustments are a result of an outbreak of the coronavirus. In order to help government to fight this pandemic, DSI has had to revise its budget following the special, special adjustment, special adjustment budget tabled by the Minister of Finance on the 24th of June. In revising its budget, the department proposed to Treasury cuts on projects that would not be possible to implement due to COVID-19. Honorable members, the inevitable cuts in science and technology are disturbing. However, there's no price that can be paid for life. And this pandemic is a matter of life and death. Under this difficult climate, we note with encouragement a number of interventions that the, that the department has come up with to ensure that this vote contributes to driving our economic growth, job creation, and radical socioeconomic transformation. The ANC government has worked relentlessly towards a goal of having a science and innovation sector that is inclusive and people-driven, that is focused on addressing societal challenges and delivering to the needs of the people. Ma Africa, Amahle, it is now more than ever where the sciences have reminded us of their importance in addressing societal matters. It is now more than ever that we must see a productive and successful interface between scientists, policymakers, and bureaucrats. It is now more than ever that we are reminded by daily examples of how harnessing frontier technologies can literally make a difference between life and death. We are leading the continent on space technologies as South Africa. And this, like scientific research outputs, must benefit our communities in terms of earth imaging and communication. In relation to communication, this pandemic has truly exposed and tested our country's internet communication technology capacities. The NDP reminds us that the high domestic cost of broadband internet con connectivity is a major hindrance to access to information and communication, and thus there must be institutional arrangements to manage the ICT environment to be structured in a manner that doesn't deepen the current digital divide that under this lockdown hinders learners and students from remotely learning. We welcome the interventions on the development and manufacturing of testing kits and reagents, including rapid te um, tests, the study of repurposing of drugs, and the acquisition of high-resolution satellite imagery for um, settlement layer, mapping of spaza shops and hotspots during COVID. But most excitingly for me as a child of the soil, is the scientific development of COVID-19 indigenous knowledge-based remedies in order to form traditional medicines that will support and boost immune systems um, in response to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. South Africa's commitment to sharpening its uh, global and technological advancement is unparalleled on the African continent, and our SKA has attracted other science resources into our shores. It is pleasing to note that there will be no revision of the planned targets. This is exciting as we welcome South Africa's contribution to global and regional collaborations with the fruits of scientific research um, such as the development of a COVID-19 vaccine must be shared universally. In these spaces, South Africa must commit itself to advocating for an improved global manner of harnessing science and technology and inclusive scaling of technologies in resolving global challenges posed by the digital divide so as to ensure 
that um, the sustain so as to ensure the sustainable inclusion of the most vulnerable in the global community. Honorable members, we welcome the 15 million contribution to co-fund a special research fund for an African rapid response to COVID-19 um, with other 15 African countries. We also welcome the 20 million contribution to co-fund South Africa's participation in various COVID-19 research and um, innovation programs such as um, the European and developing countries clinical trials partnership and the Eureka life with, without a vaccine program. Honorable um, Chairperson, the development of and support of postgraduate students is critical, not only in building our human resource capital, but in ensuring that our nation competitively defines its place within the global fraternity of scientific scholarship. It is of concern to us that whilst we were excited about the increase of funding for postgraduate students, the adjustment budget significantly reduces the number of students to be funded. This is of definite great concern to us. Honorable Chairperson, the DSI's COVID-19 interventions are most welcomed. These are not solely on prevention or treatment of the disease, but also reach out to productive sectors in the manufacturing of medical supplies, the support of ventilator development, and targeted support to technology stations to assist SMEs with technological support, the deployment of additive manufacturing for 3D printing technologies um, for various COVID-19 requirements, and the establishment of the COVID-19 data systems to build robust evidence based on human behaviors and perceptions to inform the decisions made um, um, by, by, by cabinet when it comes to COVID. These interventions are testament to the need for science and innovation to be considered and incorporated in a variation of recovery packages by all departments. This will not only stimulate economic activity, but possibly enhance our resilience to cope with future crises of this nature. Honorable Chairperson, with all these interventions, we cannot stress the importance for the department to be inclusive of various um, uh, constituencies and societies and demographics. We wanna see young women, young black women from all walks of South Africa being part and parcel of the work that we are doing. Honorable Chairperson, in firmly supporting this budget vote, we reiterate the fact that the core functions and mandate of the department has not changed. These are difficult times that need inclusion, innovation, and social compacting. I thank you, Chair. The ANC supports this budget. The next speaker is Honorable Bazoli. Thank you, Chair. We have fallen in love with science during this pandemic. Scientists have dominated the media and everyone waits anxiously for the latest opinion on what is to be done. When Professor Abdul Karim speaks, everybody listens. Rational scientific debate even takes place in the most ghastly of media outlets. What an advance on the media's usual appeal to emotion, fake history, and false narratives. The minister has a lot to boast about today. But where will the scientists of the next pandemic come from? Well, if this budget has anything to do with it, we will struggle to find them. The science budget has been cut by 1.7 billion, 16% of its budget. But in real terms, it has been steadily cut over the past 20 years. What is thought of as the science system is being weakened from within. Now, what is the science system? 
Well, it is a set of people and organizations which produce the scientists that are so influential today, the Abdul Karims of the world. The various ingredients of that science system are being undercut steadily. You can see it in this budget. The first tier of the science system consists of postgraduate students. These are, in fact, the second-class citizens among students. Undergraduates have had billions spent on them after the fees must fall protests threatened the ANC's grip on power. But postgraduates are desperately underfunded. It is very difficult to get a postgraduate bursary. And when you do get one, it is too small for you to survive on, especially if you are doing a three-year-long PhD. So this budget accelerates a steady decline in funding available to postgrads. Postgrads will be unable to pursue their studies in the thousands, 3,000 in fact, as there will be no funding for them in the 2021 academic year. The second tier of the system consists of academics, particularly research active ones. These are the most crucial people in the entire system. Not only do they generate and perform innovative research, but they train and supervise the students. Here too, we are seeing serious reductions. Hundreds of highly qualified researchers, many in flagship programs working in areas ranging from nuclear physics to diversity studies, will not receive funding for their research and teaching to continue as they should. A thousand fewer research grants are going to be given this year. And the third tier consists of research groups. These are the places where collaborative and wide-ranging, new, often interdisciplinary research among academics and senior students takes place and where international research networks are made easier. We have seen this area grow and thrive through NRF grants for chairs and centers of excellence, but they are now to be severely trimmed by up to 30% as the budget shrinks. And the fourth tier consists of spin-off initiatives. This is where researchers and research groups move into the area of innovation. Here we find quite worrying cuts in areas concerned with the so-called fourth industrial revolution. Key projects and programs in biomanufacturing, precision health, robotics, laser science, nanoscience, titanium science, and aerospace will be severely cut. So the ANC's real, as opposed to ideological commitment to the fourth industrial revolution, is clearly minimal. All of these cuts are weakening the fundamentals of the science system. People who manage the system are genuinely worried that a progressive inner weakening will set in, which will cause it to crumble from within. Even worse, the projections show that in the outer years of the medium-term expenditure framework, there will be no relief for the system. There is genuine fear that these cuts will damage the system irrevocably and that one of the most precious parts of our society will deteriorate beyond repair. We believe the DSI should have been one of those departments which was exempt from cuts, as were some, because of this. So we ask, where will the scientists come from to advise and guide us during the next pandemic? We strongly oppose this budget, and we call on all ANC MPs to oppose it too. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Member. The next speaker is Honourable Montuedi. Uh, sorry, Chair. It's Dr. Tembekwe. 
My apologies, Doctor. I received the name of the Honourable Ntweri, but you may proceed. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. The EFF rejects the budget vote adjustments for the Department of Science and Innovation. What this COVID crisis has clearly shown is that as a nation, we are ill-equipped to tackle the challenges of development of the 21st century. The basis of the current conjuncture of our development is based on consuming what we do not produce, on depending on other countries for equipment that is critical for our development and health. How is it possible to explain that with institutions such as the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, with the amount of money made available to researchers through the National Research Foundation, that South Africa is running short of testing kits for COVID-19? Why is it that we do not have sufficient ventilators and do not have enough oxygen machines? How fast should it take institutions of science such as this to develop equipment needed to keep the country alive? The reality is that we have stopped imagining things. We have stopped thinking about creating the necessary conditions for development in this country. We have stopped science-backed innovation. Rather, we have become a society bent on thieving and on dependence on other people. The CSIR should be the science behind the mass production of the testing kits and ventilators in this country. We should have all the medical equipment needed even for other ailments produced here in this country. This would also create the necessary jobs to shield people from the storms of unemployment. Time is now opportune for the country to use science, technology, and innovation, not as ends in themselves, but to produce the knowledge, information, skills, and talent needed to support, facilitate, and fuel the development and growth of strategic industries and sectors of the economy and society, which are central to the overall independence and sovereignty of South African and African people. In order to do this, we must focus on knowledge acquisition and deepening, knowledge creation, knowledge transfer, developing and nurturing a culture of innovation, and ensuring that the research and developed spending accounts of 2.5% of GDP in the near future. We need to start talking about connecting all schools to high-speed fiber, about building and upgrading computer and science labs, and provide all necessary equipments to every school. We need to start integrating critical thinking and problem solving into every part of the school curriculum and institutionalize the use of technology across the curriculum and into teaching methods. Our public schooling must include robotics and coding into the curricula at all schools as well. All this requires a science and innovation department that is aware of its developmental role in society and that actively uses science to resolve societal problems. This current department is unfortunately extremely limited. 
It has divorced science from the day-to-day -day lives of our people. It has entrenched the idea that science must only be accessible to those from richer household and is not for the poor blacks in rural areas and township. We thus reject this budget vote, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. The next speaker is the Honorable Ngobo. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, Honorable um, Minister Dr. Blayton Zamande, Honorable Deputy Minister, Honorable Chairperson uh, of the Portfolio Committee, uh, Mapulana. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, these cuts um, uh, 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 in the Department of Science and Innovation are unacceptable to say the least. Uh, given the times we find ourselves in. Honorable Chairperson, COVID-19 pandemic has left South Africa struggling to find effective and sustainable ways to cope with its devastating effects. Science and innovation are indisputable at the forefront of the solution to the pandemic via critical research and the development of new technologies. It is sorely disappointing that an essential element in the effort against the pandemic and a vehicle taking us into the fourth industrial revolution for IR has had its budget adjusted downwards by just over 1.4 billion rand. Despite the 324 million recapitalization million rand, uh, the adjustment is a significant setback for important programs funded by the Department of Science and Innovation. We cannot make South Africa a competitive global player in science and technology without sufficient funding to harness technology to advance industrial activities in our economy and appropriately scale our nation for fourth IR job market. We believe that this department significantly contributes to the necessary innovations that influence critical solutions in this area. We, like many South Africans, grapple with highly contradictory decisions government is making through the National Coronavirus Common Council, NCCC, to control the spread of COVID-19. This department and its entities have contributed to the initiatives that strengthen the public health system via the Department of Related Technology, such as vaccine production and the manufacture of personal protective equipment, among others. So why then does government decide to cut uh, the budget of this department? It, is, it, it, is, it does not make sense. Instead, the government should be looking to the future development of this sector for long-term economic solutions should COVID-19 extend its stay. Even if we move beyond COVID-19, an investment in this sector will not be lost. For an example, we could start to create additional jobs through the manufacturing of smartphones, laptops, internet modems, etc., which are all in high demand. The department's current inclusive approach and technological innovation through the application of indigenous knowledge in the production 
of sanitizers and uh, therapeutic uh, remedies is welcomed by the IFP. We must continue to embed our traditional teachings within our aspirations to develop new technology. The IFP echoes the committee's sentiments that due to critical research being supported by the department, it could have been declared an essential entity and believe that it should be positioned to work closely and guide the decisions of the NCCC. The IFP supports the budget. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honourable. Yes, the next speaker is the Honourable Hoshman. Honourable House Chair, the Department of Science and Innovation is a rare island of excellence in South Africa. It starts right at the top, where the Director General is an excellent scientist and has been recognized with the title of South African Science Legend. It trickles down to the entities where, as the name of the department suggests, science and innovation is pursued on a very high level. The value of that has been underpinned with the coordination by the CSIR of the country's innovative and homegrown fight against the pandemic, which also focused, uh, forced us to discuss an emergency adjustment budget today. We are discussing a total budget, original budget, of some 8.8 billion rand. That is slightly less than the amount lost by the Department of Higher Education and Training due to the suspension of the skills levy as a result of the lockdown. If the combined effect of the Academy of Science, the SA National Space Agency, the HSRC, the Technology Innovation Agency, the NREF and the CSIR is compared with the combined effect of all the CETAs funded by the skills levy, one wonders what could have been done. Or for another comparison, if just another 9 billion rand could be taken from the Department of Social Development's 192 billion budget, what rate of independence rather than dependence could have been reached? It could have increased the national resilience against future disasters endlessly. But we do not have that. We have a budget cut of slightly less than 1.8 billion rand in total from this well-performing department passed on to each of its entities. In terms of money, the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research is the biggest user, with just below 100 million rand being lost, and the National Research Fund with a cut of 96.6 million rand shortly on its heel. The NRF is responsible for the support of postgraduate students and several programs to transform science and the academy in South Africa. In that, Agbara is voorzitter, as a problem with projects that in the of the revolution stand. The aanname van revolutionaire denken is dat alles wat voor die revolutie bestaan het verkieslik platgeslaan moet word, so dat die nieuwe glorierijke werkelijkheid uit die as kan verreis. Die mense wat die vorige bedeling bedrijf het, moet verkieslik pad gee, want dat is niks meer as onderdrukkers wat onderrevaardig bevoordeel is. Elke entiteit word gemeet aan hoe ver op die pad gevorder is. Waar het moendlik is, word nieuwe entiteite gestig wat van die begin af dinge recht kan doen, soos die CETAS, wat tot vandag toe nog nie uit die werkspringblokke kon kom nie. Toe die grendelstaat begin het, was daar een tintelende opwinding onder sekere collega's in die huis, wat met selte oor Zoom kon aanvloe. Nou gaan die wit ekonomie planke toegestuur word, so dat die gelijke en rechtvaardige ekonomie kan opstaan. Wat is die werkelijke gevolge in hierdie departement? Die NRF se programme wat op komende swart akademiese en wetenskaplike se loopbaan op een vinniger traject moes plaas, se fondse word die ergste besnoei. Die ongelijkheid word nie kleiner nie, dit word groter. 
verder wordt aanstellingsgevries en salarisverhoogings is eerst opgeskoot. Dit is bij entiteiten wat voor die tijd reeds verklaar het, dat hulle moeilijk competeer om mensen met die nodige kennisvaardigheid en ervaring te bouwen. Hierdie is mensen wat in Zuid-Afrika werk, omdat hulle aan die land en die vasteland verbonden is. Hulle is Afrikanen, Afrikaans, of hulle wit, zwart, bruin of van Indische afkomst is. Oor die algemeen kan hulle werk waar hulle wil, en hulle wil hier werk, maar toen niemand kan hulle nie. Maar dit is die aard van een noodbegroting. Anders is wat die revolutionaires dink, as jy alles plat slaan, bevoordeel jy die wat vooraf reeds in een sterk positie was, en jy benadeel die zwakker is. Geen staatsinmenging gaan dit omkeer. Hierdie begroting kan in die toekomst uitgewees word as die kantelpunt, die oomlik waar Zuid, waarop Zuid-Afrika sy vermoe om op die afveld van wetenschap en innovatie saam te speel, verloor het. Verder wil ek verwijzen naar die SKA en die uh, directe belegging in die noodkap aan die minister verwijs het. Daar die belegging is oor die algemeen dinge wat elders gemaakt en dan in die noodkap geïnstalleerd word. De uh, Observatory in Sutherland is celebrated in Sutherland, but the SKI is not celebrated in Carnarvon or Williston, where economic opportunities as thus far uh, not realized. I hope that that would uh, change and to turn the Wall University Technology, uh, University of Technology's campus in Uppington as a full-fledged University of Technology with Afrikaans as a medium of instruction will vastly uh, contribute to transforming the lives of the poorest of the poor inhabitants of the Northern Cape. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, Honorable Member. Where, where, where? Where, I now invite you, Honorable Janky will continue with the presiding of this session as I invite the Honorable Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Technology to address us. The Honorable Deputy Minister. Thank you very much, uh, House Chairperson, um, Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Dr. Blayton Zimande, uh, Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, and members of the Committee uh, uh, for the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education, Science and Innovation, Honorable Members, uh, Director General, Senior Officials of the Department. Um, it is my privilege to join in the uh, minister in presenting the key initiatives the Department of Science and Innovation will be pursuing through this budget 2020-2021. The goals we have set for ourselves as a country cannot be realized without the requisite skills. In our efforts to develop the necessary human capital, we have strengthened the work of the National Research Foundation. Uh, the NRF remains our key entity for human capital development and interventions. Accordingly, its mandate has been expanded beyond that of supporting research through human resource development and provision of re research infrastructure to include science engagements. The new act also empowers the minister to determine national research facilities and declare research institutions eligible for National Research Foundation support. In the 20 in the 2019-20 financial year, the department provided 2,991 doctoral students with bursaries. So we remain committed to this course under the Bozoni. We were also able to support 8,632 students for master's and honors degree. Over 80% of the students supported are black and over 61% of these are young women. 
uh, Tutuka, the search grant continues to provide support for emerging researchers in full-time, permanent or fixed-term contract appointments at public universities and research institutions. With regard to youth-focused initiatives, we've enrolled 751 interns in the DSI and National Research Foundation internship programs. These interns were placed at host institutions throughout the country to be guided and trained by experienced mentors. In addition, 340 graduates, graduate youth volunteers were supported through the department's uh, National Youth Service Program. We've expanded the South African Research Initiate, uh, Chess Initiative. The number of uh, South African Research Chair Initiative research chairs grew from 238 to 246 in the, in the current period. Some of these were a result of productive collaborations with other government departments and international organizations and partnerships with business and public research institutions. This initiative plays a key role in increasing the country's supervisory capacity in 2019-2020, and over 2,000 graduate students and postdoctoral fellows uh, benefited through supervision and provision of bursaries. Our Department of Science and Innovation continues to support 14 centers of excellence hosted by various public universities. The centers of excellence have con concentrated on harnessing existing capacity and resources for researchers to collaborate across disciplines on long-term projects that are locally relevant and internationally competitive. Through members who are internationally recognized researchers, the Council of the, the Center of Excellence also supports capacity development by training students and, and mentoring emerging researchers. Across all, all funding instruments through the National Research Foundation, we supported 3,205 researchers in 2019-2020. During these periods, these researchers produced a combined total of 7,255 internationally peer-reviewed research articles. The proportion of Black researchers supported increased from 40% in 2018-19 to 47% in 2019-20. So our support and funding for research uh, and innovation is still, I mean, it, uh, uh, still remain unshaken. And we will will continue to do that as we've invested more than 1.4 billion in support for students, researchers, and interns in 2019-20 financial year. Honorable members, the COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted the importance of data-driven decision-making. To this end, through the Council on for Scientific and Industrial Research, we're assisting the National COVID-19 Response Team by, among others, and I'd really like the honorable member from the EFF to listen quite closely because we are contributing in the fight against COVID-19. Deploying data management and visualization capabilities as at the CSIR, including the CMOF platforms and NICIS infrastructure to provide situational awareness capabilities to various groups of decision makers. Supporting contact tracking and tracing using data from the country's mobile operators, using the currently now cluster to support studies to enable South Africa to respond effectively in developing a vaccine for COVID-19, and importantly, ensuring sufficient broadband connectivity to support online learning and teaching at all institutions of higher learning during the lockdown. The dependence of people's lives on science continues to grow, not only in our economic growth and development endeavors, but also in helping us to understand natural phenomena and project the future. We have seen how 
government has used science to drive the country's COVID-19 management strategy in enabling the country to slow the spread of the virus and to get a reliable idea of its trajectory. That's giving us time to prepare our healthcare system and our response mechanism to deal effectively with this pandemic. So on course, we're responding effectively to COVID-19. This growing dependence on science requires us to step on up our efforts to bridge the gap between science and society, which we seek to achieve through our science awareness and engagement program, guided by science engagement strategy. We're aware also of the, uh, that climate change is likely to have a profound effect on our country, where temperature increases could be considerably higher than projected global average uh, uh, increases. The direct effects of this will likely extend beyond crop production to disease epidem epidemiology. In response to this challenge, a climate change consortium consisting of national and international experts was established to focus on mitigation and adaptation approaches to climate change. The partners include consortium of international agricultural research centers and the international maize and wheat improvement center. One of our recent projects related to climate change was to develop a hybrid maize varieties with increased resilience to drought and heat stress. These are practical interventions which we believe will catapult our country into the future and contribute significantly, not only to food production, but also to economic growth. The first trials of these hybrid varieties were conducted in 2018, and approximately 100,000 smallholder farmers have been targeted to benefit over a five-year period. And these 100,000 uh, smallholder farmers who have benefited in this uh, and will continue to benefit in this uh, program are ignorant of the assertions of some of the members in the opposition parties who want to suggest that government's component of science and innovation is doing nothing to help them in their endeavor to contribute into food production and agricultural uh, interventions. As it relates to our key future programs, we will seek to give impetus to our policy interventions in strategic areas. And to this end, we will aim to achieve the following. Enhance bursary support for postgraduate students, develop a digital system to track postgraduate students after graduation, support PhDs to achieve the NDP target for a number of PhDs per million of the population and the number of academics with PhDs, and encourage academics who do little to no research to grow and expand the uh, research enterprise in line with the 2019 white paper on science, technology, and innovation. In supporting our country's effort to promote inclusive economic growth, we intend to strengthen our partnerships with key stakeholders to strengthen local systems of innovation. This support is key to expanding the partial, spatial footprint of innovation through, for example, the grassroots in, uh, innovation program, so as to promote the translation of local ideas into innovative solutions. To illustrate this point, both our departments have partnered in a long-term venture to use the thousands of community learning centers across the country as innovation spaces to help unemployed young people uh, to transform their ideas into innovations for commercial and social development. This will contribute to the development of local economies and help to address youth unemployment. This venture has kicked off with the GSI funding, a, a pilot in a community learning center in Buffalo in the Eastern Cape. And in our efforts to develop critical skills for the future, we will strengthen our, con our convergence technology platform and the work done by the Center for Artificial Intelligence and research. I know that uh, some of this may sound very, uh, you know, uh, confusing 
but we believe that these interventions will continue in helping our people uh, uh, be part of our uh, agenda for economic growth and also uh, uh, creating jobs and uh, sustainability through science and innovation. Honorable members, these are just some of the contributions that we've made through science, technology, and innovation. And we really acknowledge the fact that there will never be a period where we accept budget cuts and that they will have an impact. But we are committed to ensure that the mandate of research and innovation uh, and using these to help uh, catapult our country out of the current uh, crisis and challenges that we are uh, uh, you know, faced with will continue. We uh, will continue using science, technology, and innovation in playing a crucial role in achieving this vision and this budget, we believe, represent that particular vision. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Deputy Minister. Wrong way. Now yes, I now recognize the ACGP. ACGP, not in the house, the UDM, not in the class, the NFP, not in class. Honorable Sibiya, please come in. The science class is empty. Uh, Honorable Sibiya. Yes. Honorable Chepesi. Minister Dr. Blade Zimande, Deputy Minister, Honorable Members, I greet you all. Honorable Chairperson, the world is dealing with the horrible impact of the outbreak of the coronavirus. The total number of deaths around the world is fast approaching a 400,000 mark and in our own country. The total number of those who have succumbed to this terrible disease is 5,940 as of this morning. Let me also take this opportunity to, opportunity to send my condolences to the family, friends, and comrades of our struggling stalwarts and national hero, Istualande Separangwe, Tatem Lange, the Mandela family, and all other families that have lost their beloved ones during this period of COVID-19. The COVID-19 has exposed the inequalities found not only in our national society, but across the entire world. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres speaking at this year's 18th Nelson Mandela annual lecture under the theme, I quote, tackling the inequality pandemic, a new social contract for a new era, close remark. Like in COVID-19 to an X-ray revealing fractures in the fragile skeleton of the societies we have built and exposing the fallacies and falsehoods everywhere. At the light that free markets can deliver healthcare for all. This budget vote will benefit our citizens in varied ways and one immediate benefit is in the fight against COVID-19. South Africa is based to be home to almost 10% of the world plant species and 15% of all known coastal marine species. And it is this rich biodiversity that provides us with a scientific, comparative, and competitive edge in the indigenous knowledge system, which is IKS. As indicated in the National Development Plan, one of the herbs with medicinal properties is Artemisia Afra which is umhlonyana ngesixhosa even nangesizulu umhlonyana and 
the Department of Science and Innovation is working towards the development of COVID-19 remedies, making use of this indigenous plant whose benefits are well known in many of our traditional communities. The commercialization exploitation of the scientific development of indigenous plants must primarily benefit the poor of our masses through its related value and supply chain markets. We have noted with great satisfaction, despite the budget cuts, that the department is working on and implementing multiple interventions, including the use of indigenous knowledge systems in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic through the development and manufacturing of test kits and regions, including testing kits. This is line with what we said in Mangawong 2012 as the African National Congress, that we must promote progressive indigenous knowledge systems that are not in conflict with the constitution. We are encouraged that the department has built a progressive social compact that brings together active participation of different stakeholders across academia, research institutions, traditional healers, organizations, government agencies, and expert scientists. And it is this kind of social combat that will contribute to the growth of our economy and the creation of job opportunities. It is very important to continue for the department to continue and accelerate the support projects on indigenous knowledge systems. In conclusion, Honorable Chair, I rise on behalf of the African National Congress, support this budget vote 35, taking into account all necessity of the cuts in helping our government to fight the deadly impact of COVID-19. I thank you, Chairperson. Before I proceed, I will not repeat the rules of this virtual explained upfront. I now recognize the AIC. Ah, relax, Chief. Hey. I now recognize COPE. I now recognize the PAC. Honorable Nodada, it's your turn. Mshalinga Pambili, Malunga, Begagileo, fellow South Africans, Janibulisang, Alenzaza. COVID-19 has forced us to comprehend the importance of science in decision-making, the importance of technology navigating through the global health crisis, and innovation to sustain the phases. South Africa has long neglected to match its commitment to improved education and skills with a dedicated focus on science and innovation to drive job-creating economic growth and enhance service delivery. The institutions created to promote innovation for growth have been largely invisible and the activities have not been appropriately coordinated or integrated with initiatives in the private sector, and most importantly, all entities have been poorly funded. The stark reality is that many cadres don't want to hear that the ANC has lost billions of taxpayers' money to corruption to a point where efficient departments such as science and innovation have no budget to perform its functions today. 
Today, over 1 billion men for funding postgraduate students has been cut, maybe to bail out SAA. 1.3 billion men for research has been cut, maybe lost in the darkness of ESCOM's load shedding. And over 700 million men for science innovation projects, amongst them is 200 million taken from the CSIR Cyber Infrastructure Research and Development Program, 358 million cut from the square kilometer arrays capital to research allocation, 200 million cut from the NRF's human resource development for science and engineering initiatives, all at the cost of the ANC government's theft of the country's budget over the years. It is high time as a country that we see science and innovation as the key driver of service delivery and developing technologies and innovations that will make our education, health and public service, public service give the best quality. It all starts with allocating adequate funding to develop the curriculum in TVETs and support universities' scientific research, produce research and postgraduates to innovatively solve South Africans' problems as, and all the initiatives that you mentioned um, here, Minister, must be led by these postgraduates. Initiatives such as biometrics for home affairs to enhance service by government departments, the SKA to be the catalyst of big data and artificial intelligence, CSIR developing a digital healthcare pl platform, and many entities that have contributed during this COVID-19 period. To be a winning nation, South Africa must also be a place where new ideas are generated. This should include ideas to improve the way we deliver services, ideas for new products that can generate income as seen in the, as the CSIR, ideas to improve the efficiency of the process in both the public and private sector, and ideas to solve key societal challenges, for example, education, health and housing, job creation. Every year on the 30th of September is an important date for prospective university students uh, which are undergrad and post, at postgrad level. It is the closing date for admission of, of admission while the NRF is expected to have finalized its plan for the 2020 uh, postgraduate funding, it has become blatantly clear there is a need for an expanded postgraduate specialization base. This, the big question is whether South Africa is producing enough postgraduates with the requisite skills, and if not, what's the, what is the key obstacle? To answer this is to state the obvious no. I agree with experts' approach that we need to target funding for postgraduate students, uh, especially those in specialized specialist areas. This would be a great step in the right direction. For a while now, there has been more focus in resourcing undergraduates at the detriment of postgraduates. This is quite evident when you look at the postgraduate students funded between 2010 up to 2014 by the NRF. They only managed to support 1.4% of the students who studied their honors right through to their doctoral studies. The government adds insult to injury for the NRF's 2021 budget as it has been cut by 753 million. In conclusion, we must cultivate a culture of science and innovation, fund it, use it to enhance service delivery, and most importantly, as an, as an important department that can solve South Africa's problems in education, health, policing, and efficiency in production, amongst others. It all starts with being properly funded rather than just paying lip service. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, you did not say anything, I recognize the Honorable Yabo from the African National Congress. Honorable Yabo. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Let me begin first by saying that desperate times call for desperate measures. And that uh, we should honor uh, President Nelson Mandela, who is now late for his selfless sacrifice for the liberation of our country. And we also would like to send our heartfelt condolences to the family of uh, Comrade Mapiti, David Matena, the slain chairperson of the Co Community Safety Portfolio 
in the Gauteng legislature who is being laid to rest today in Limpopo. Let us also send our heartfelt condolences to the family of East Holland, Comrade Endrum Langen, who has served this country selflessly for many years, and after whose example we should uh, uh, live up to. Let me begin by also acknowledging the presence of the minister, the deputy minister, the chairperson of the portfolio committee, members of the committee. Now, the DA had nothing negative to say in reality. And I would want to post that uh, they are devoid of fresh ideas, unfortunately choosing old women's tales, uh, pun intended, with the presentation that uh, Professor Bozoli made, instead of contributing to the national ideational space. And it seems we are dealing with uh, uh, pervasive uh, complainants in the discourse of our national attempt to bring things to stability under these desperate conditions. The EFF continues to say that we are not producing anything as a country, we are only consuming. And yet they forget that uh, right here within our country, there's a development of ventilators, which is at an advanced stage by the defense sector supported by the Department of Science and Innovation, which is happening right here on our shores in the country. And therefore, we see that this uh, consistent complainant uh, uh, attitude is not only has not only affected the DA, but also affected the EFF. And these are people who should be contributing to the state of nationhood that is developmental in its uh, outlook. Let me continue to say, Chair, that we appreciate the wisdom nuggets that have been shared by the IFP who have uh, encouraged us to do better as the African National Congress government and who are supporting this budget with us. Science, technology, development, and innovation are key drivers of development and economic growth. As long-term endeavors in the pursuit of new knowledge, research, development, innovation should underpin any strategy aimed at South Africa's social economic transformation. Deliberate and sustainable investment towards a human capital development pipeline in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics is critical to South Africa's inclusive and sustainable development. The new white paper adopted in March 2019 advocates for a whole society approach to STR that would ensure inclusivity and that no one is left behind. The sixth administration in recognizing the significance of STI and further support of the ANC's government various endorsements of science, technology, and innovation in our country's socioeconomic development. And in our pursuit of Vision 2030, aligned the mandate of the department from science and technology to science and innovation. How we have progressed from a mere chief directorate in the then Department of Arts, Culture, Science, and Technology in 1996 to a fully-fledged an increasingly demonstrative of relevance and impact, Department of Science and Innovation is something to be lauded by all. It demonstrates that there is progress uh, that is being achieved year by year by the African National Congress government. Economies that are globally competitive with higher standards of living lead in science and innovation. A country that invests in its research and development places the country on a growth trajectory. The coronavirus pandemic of 2020 has altered the world in irrevocable ways, 
Overnight, the global economy came to an abrupt halt. Health was catapulted to the center of our very existence as a species, and the societal norms and interactions were changed in unprecedented ways. South Africa is not immune from the economic, societal, and health impact of COVID-19. And this is something I want us all to think about and pay close attention to. We are not insulated from the impact of this pandemic globally. And we should all contribute to the ideational space to ensure that we resolve our problems as South Africans and not play gallery politics and palace politics for the sake of it and not uh, contribute positively to what should be done as a country. Now, let me give an example of what we, where we are. The South African ANC-led government has had to contend with managing a lockdown that seeks to balance the sometimes elusive divide between lives and livelihoods. Many countries globally have had to return to the drawing board on economic development strategies and national plans in support of global agreements such as the Sustainable Development Goals adopted by the United Nations in 2017. A key feature that is increasingly emerging is a key tenet of a recovery plan in the role of science, technology, and innovation. For example, research and innovation have proven to be an essential part of the coordinated European Union response to the coronavirus crisis. EU leaders deem research and innovation vital to support Europe's sustainable and inclusive recovery. Surveys confirm that about two-thirds of Europe's economic growth over the last decade has been driven by innovation. It's important to also look at the fact that research and innovation programs have been over the 2021 to 2027 horizon in Europe have a proposed budget of 94.4 billion euro, close to 2 trillion rands, which will be invested with a specific objective to help accelerate Europe's environmental and digital transformation. And this is the trajectory that we should follow as a country to invest in R&D and science technology innovation to ensure that we are not left behind in the development of our country. The Department of Science and Innovation and its entities will be negatively affected by budget cuts that have had to be imposed across government, but will continue with their limited resources to attempt to deliver its mandate despite the, adjust the adjustments. As I said earlier, desperate times call for desperate measures, and all of us must put our hands on deck to resolve the crisis we are facing. The COVID-19 pandemic has been an opportune time for the South African science system to demonstrate its relevance and support of national priorities and our socioeconomic imperatives. Entities such as the CSIR, HSRC, and various platforms and programs established or supported by the department have responded to the COVID dilemma. In managing the implications of the budget cuts, the member, the ANC supports the budget. Thank you very much. The minister. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Thanking all the, the, the members and parties who have supported uh, this budget vote. Let me also use this opportunity, honorable chair and members, just to inform you that 
after the president announced the, 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 the intention to establish two new universities, one being the University of Science and Innovation, and the Crime Detective University, I'm pleased to say that I have appointed one of my special advisors, Professor Derek Swartz, to be the project manager and project leader of this exercise. Let me also say that I agree with all the members who have emphasized that, including our deputy minister, no one is, is, is celebrating budget cuts, you know, and all that. But it doesn't mean that there isn't much that we can do. I want to say to Honorable Pozzoli, much as we have budget cuts and without under, undercutting them, however, we can still do a lot, especially if we radically change the gender, class, and racial landscape of knowledge production in our country, especially the speeding up of the production of black scientists, especially women. To Honorable Tembewaya, I think you can criticize us as the EFF, but please use something that is closer to the truth. You cannot, you cannot accuse us of divorcing science from ordinary people. There's no evidence. Instead, all points to the contrary. I spoke about technology stations, which are closely linked to grassroots innovation and the extensive role that the department has played in the fight against COVID, as well as planned support to Tibet colleges, as well as the role of the HSRC, and the National Institute of Humanities and Social Sciences. Everything that do not just benefit our ordinary people, but allows our people to also participate. Uh, Honorable Ngobo, we agree with you. Let, let's all have a, an effort across political parties to ensure that we get an increased budget for science and innovation. I'm very pleased to hear that. Honorable Boshoff, when next I visit SKA in the Northern Cape, I would really like to invite you together with other members of the portfolio committee, just to see some of the downstream and upstream benefits for the communities and the region there deriving from SKA. It's not correct to say that local people are not benefiting. And there's still going to be a lot, a lot given the investment we are going to make. Honorable Ilunga, Lishon Pregile, Mamus B, Stiafumela, Nanawega Kuli, Mpela, Sinayintaga, Njizokumana, Nabalapi, Betu, Bendagbugu, Iga Kulgazi, Nyanga, Ngoba, Sinesikunsa, Kukutema, Kambina, Wola, Aba, Zilingi, Zito, Ezngaba, Usizo, we have to be looking at creative ways of raising more money for science and innovation. In particular, how do we use our patents, interventions by our science entities in research and be able out of that to generate further resources to be reinvested back into research and development. Lastly, that is the reason why I have appointed Mr. Mandela to be my industrial envoy in order to drive the process of forging 
closer relationship between our two departments and the private sector on skills development and innovation. Thank you everyone. Thanks for being part of this. We appreciate it, Monga Cool. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, game. Hi, No, 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 Man, you've been a little mean, so Yeah, boy. <laughs>